All right, everybody, and you've just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh, and we have reached the end. We are now at the final of our mini pre-draft podcast, and uh, we've done quarterbacks, running backs, offensive line, tight end, wide receivers. We've done defensive line. Uh, edge rushers, inside linebackers, we've done safety, and tonight it all culminates with cornerbacks. And uh, here to help me navigate the waters of the all-important position is our draft guru, Chris. And Chris, we finally reached the end. My God, I'm ready for this draft, man. How about you? Yeah, uh, I'm itching. I'm really, really itching. It's a good way to put it. Uh, I'm itching to get to it. And I, I have to say, I am glad they've gone to this new format where they have the first round on Thursday night now. Um, it, it does kind of speed the process up. I mean, three days of draft. And, and of course, we love the – I'm always curious about the day three. I think you get some really interesting guys, really interesting talent day three. So um, the whole the whole thing is just a lot of fun, I think. But uh, um, So the Steelers this offseason, of course, signed Steven Nelson, uh, free agent from Kansas City, who – uh, kind of got better each and every year that he played with the Chiefs, um, but you know there's there's still some questions, of course, about him. But but they gave him a pretty good chunk of money, um, and then of course you got Joe Hayden, who's uh, getting a little older now, and and probably is going to need a contract redo after next year. Um, you know, so is cornerback a, a bit of a priority for the Steelers uh, in the first or second round? Uh, I think we talked about it last podcast in terms of, you know, the Steelers' plans are going to be um, kind of uh, putting into the light because if we do draft a corner, we know that uh, either Steven Nelson's going to slot or they really don't want these guys to play off the bat and the corner right. is going to sit behind Joe Hayden and kind of um, get groomed by him um, to take, take over his spot. He is uh, approaching 30 and he is um, – you know, not not the most dependable in terms of um, in ter- terms of health. So um, we could use uh, some some new blood, some new athletic blood on the cornerback side of things, especially because mm-hmm. Artie Burns hasn't panned out. Uh, yeah. Brian Allen hasn't really uh, stepped up in in many ways. Um, Cam Sutton hasn't done much at all as uh, as well. So uh, you know, after Hayden and Nelson, you don't really have much to work with. I, I had to laugh today. Uh, of course, was was uh, Keith or excuse me, Kevin Colbert's uh, annual pre-draft press conference, which is one of the more hysterical things because he's he, he's sitting there and and if if your nose really did grow when you lied, I mean, by the end of it, his nose would be about four feet long. But you know, somebody was kind of pressing him on the fact that you know we're so good at finding wide receiver talent. Why aren't we good at finding cornerback talent? And I, I laughed because he actually mentioned um, Ike Taylor and um, Bryant McFadden, and I'm thinking, okay, all right, those are good points. But how many freaking years ago did those guys play? You know, um, or or did we draft them? I just I'm thinking to myself, come on, Kevin. Just say, hey, we've struggled at doing this, and we're trying to get better. Let's move on. I, mean, I just, I just started laughing when I heard it. But um, so let's let's just go ahead for sake of argument, Chris, and let's say one of those those linebackers that everybody thinks we got a shot at. Neither one is there, and is is cornerback a possibility at twenty? Uh, I think so. The value might be too much to pass up. Um, 
and what you want from your corners is these guys could possibly um, infuse your defense with it. I mean, uh, ball scales, uh, physical, physicality, line of scrimmage, we're, we're mm-hmm. more of a man team now, so there's some, some man cover corners in this class uh, that you might really like at 20 because of uh, what you're kind of left with. Uh, not, not left with, but uh, what you're kind of dealt. Uh, you know, you're dealt a, a tricky hand whenever you're up to uh, – when you're up to the the clock here, so you could look, be looking at um, a number of corners at that spot, and um, and maybe even at uh, mm-hmm. even round two, you're looking at some guys that you know a lot of the guys that they brought in for pre-draft visits um, are those round two caliber guys that could be there at 52. So, so who are your guys? Who are your top uh, corners in this draft? I really like Byron Murphy. Um, you know, speed, long speed aside, uh, he, he doesn't have many flaws. Um, uh, and he's a little bit undersized, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we, we've seen some undersized guys in the NFL have have much success. I'm not worried about it. He plays much bigger than what he's listed at, um, at almost five eleven. Um, he's so tough at the line of scrimmage. He's um, you know a ball hawk in his own. Um, he doesn't give up much space. You really like that from him, Greedy Williams, um, a guy who's not known to be much of a tackler, but. Aside from that, he's pretty uh, you know, technique-wise. He's he's pretty pretty stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he kept up with DK Metcalf. If you watched that game with Russell Miss, he kept up with him pretty well. Um, long speed is definitely there. Um, all he has to do is remember to turn his head, and he can have uh, many picks in the <laughs> NFL. And you're looking at uh, DeAndre Baker, more of a zone corner. Corner has all the technique in the world. Just worry about the long speed. Um, you know some some height issues as well. I guess with him not not being that six foot mark. Um, mm-hmm. and then you get going into Rocky Asin. I'll have you talk about him real quick. I know you did his profile. Yeah, he's he's a tough kid. You know, he interesting background um, in terms of he played his first three years at Presbyterian College, um, and and Presbyterian was going from um, I believe they were an FCS school and they were going to drop down to Division two and. And he wanted nothing to do with that, so he went. Uh, um, I think he graduated and went off to Temple as a as a graduate transfer. And um, you know, ha- had a really nice season. He is constantly on guys. He, he, he's a, a, a kind of in your face type player. Um, he's physical. Uh, I, I I mean, there's a lot to like with him. Um, but you know, much like you were you were talking about with um, uh, Baker and, and Murphy. I mean, he's he's lit. Listed at six foot, I don't know that he's quite that big, um, but but he's he's a physical guy, and and I'll just mention too since I'm talking, um, Chris. You know, Justin Lane was a guy from Michigan State um, that he, he's really long. He's about six two. Uh, he blankets people. Uh, he's got to work on his ball skills a little bit, and not overly crazy about his his run support. But uh, he, he, he's another guy that I think uh, at, at that second round spot, if he's sitting there, that, that would be considered. Yeah, and one more guy, if you want to talk about him real quick, is Julian Love. Yeah, yeah. You know, Notre Dame kid. Um, really interesting with him is is if you go back to the national semifinal game against Clemson, um, Notre Dame was was hanging, hanging tough, and, and he left with a head injury, and that was pretty much it for Clemson's defense. They struggled the rest of that game. And and you, you wonder if he had stayed in there, would he have been able to make enough of an impact to keep that game a little closer? He, he's a real thick kid, former All-State running back, um, rushed for just wicked numbers of yards and touchdowns in high school. Um, so he's a good athlete, smart kid. 
A little bit of issue in terms of tackling, that kind of thing. But, um, again, a guy that that probably sitting there at 52, then you're you're probably pretty happy with him. Yeah, another guy's Trayvon Mullen. Uh, His his perceived value is kind of all over the place. Um, It is. Didn't didn't give up much uh, there at Clemson. He wasn't targeted much, which I guess you can take that as a good thing. Um, Pretty decent tackle tackler consistently um a little more aggression uh could be could be needed from him but um you know has some ball skills is really good at the catch point in terms of disrupting the, the ball out of the uh, receiver's hands and, and chest area mm-hmm. um, you like that from him um you know there's he, he was a tough evaluation because like i said he, there wasn't much thrown his way um so there's not a lot to go on but uh he had a um a stellar championship game against Alabama, which is good to see with him. Uh, one more guy, or we'll talk about two more, but um, yeah. Isaiah Johnson from uh, from Houston. He might be more of a project pick, maybe in the fourth round. Um, mm-hmm. But they were at they were at his pro day. Uh, Colbert was at his pro day. Something to kind of monitor there. Um, Lonnie Johnson. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about him or not, or if you've seen him yet. But um, a guy that Dan, Dan Jeremiah has slotted the steers in the first round, where I don't believe he belongs. Uh, here's what I can tell you: I have not gotten the whole profile done on him. But what I can say is he's he's going up the draft boards because his his speed is, is really really good. He's had a couple of really good forty times. Um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, his splits were really really impressive as well. And, you know, that, that speed impresses a lot of people and, and sometimes it allows them or, or forces them to kind of, in some ways, forget that there's, there's more to playing corner than just speed. I, I don't see him as a first round pick. I would, I would be stunned. I think Daniel Jeremiah uh, uh, is suggesting that based on what the Steelers did last year, kind of taking a bit of a surprise in Edmonds, and and maybe he's thinking, you know, lightning will strike twice with this guy. But I, I don't see it either, Chris. Yeah, and then um, I guess one more guy I could talk about is Amani or Warrior, um, guy at a Penn State. Tom mm-hmm. Riley was at his pro day. Um, a guy at maybe uh, you know, the second, maybe th- – uh, second probably third round with him um has the height weight speed with him just uh some technique issues um you gotta get around the ball skills area with him as well um he could be a, a pretty decent third round pick yeah and and you know as we go back and we we go through and look at our our boxes to check here as we've said probably way too much on the podcast but um you know greedy williams okay we had tomlin and, and colbert down there at lsu um, Byron Murphy, we had um, Terrell Austin there watching him. DeAndre Baker, um, did we have the full contingent at Georgia this year? Um, I can check real quick. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure if we did or not. Rocky Asin was a visit. Um, Justin Lane, I know Colbert was there. Uh, Julian Love, typically we send a full uh, compliment of everybody to Notre Dame, you know, so, and then Trayvon Mullen, a guy you talked about, Clemson, we had everybody there, you know, uh, and then a guy like David Long too at Michigan, you know, we, we, we again had Tomlin Colbert and, and who knows what other scouts were there as well. So when you look at the corners, they're pretty well represented in terms of um, getting some attention uh, from, from the Steelers brass here. So um, what, what about if you guys just, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, real quick. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Georgia all had their pro day on the same day. And I don't know whose yeah. idea that was, but 
yeah. all the the main brass was at Notre Dame. Um, Keith Butler, Greeny Fickner, um, DC and OC both at Georgia. Um, so that's the two was there. And they were probably looking at uh, Junior Baker and then some yeah. of the wide receivers and tight ends that they have there in Georgia, Riley Ridley and um, Isaac Nada. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it is funny. We've talked about that too uh, in our discussions about how, uh, uh, you know, why some of these schools put their, their pro days on the same exact day. Um, you know, obviously you, you only have so many days you can do it. I get that, but man, three big schools like that on the same day was a little odd. Um, so, uh, I'll ask you the same thing I've been asking you at the end of, of these mini podcasts here, Chris, and, and, and that's, um, if, if those linebackers aren't there, um, at 20 and we don't really think they're going to be, is cornerback in play or do you think it's something that they'd be better suited to wait until the second or third round? Uh, I think you definitely have to consider it, especially because of the value that could, could possibly be there. Um, Murphy, uh, Greedy Williams, um, DeAndre Baker, you know, all could could have a case made for them. Um, mm-hmm. But I think round two is where, where you're really going to see um, cornerbacks start flying off the board. And uh, a guy who I really like is Sean Bunting. I never have a uh, profile for him coming out soon. They were at his pro day. You should see um, the numbers on him. Um, coming out, I think he's only he was a he, he had no stars coming out of high school, but um, man, his uh, his athletic numbers are pretty crazy. Um, let's see here, uh, broad jump, it. yeah, broad jump in the 80, 80th percentile at one hundred twenty six inches. His vertical jump, he had a forty two inch vertical, a four four two in the forty. Um, you just like the things you really like about him. He's uh, he's almost six one. Uh, 195, um, great, uh, great numbers in terms of a height weight area for him. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's a, a sleeper pick um, in the second round for me. Yeah, and he's uh, for those that don't know, he's out of Central Michigan, um, and and so again, you're you're gonna you know see a guy there that that isn't exactly playing the upper level of competition, but man, you you can't. You can't deny a guy who's got the uh, the physical attributes and then the skills to go with it. Um, yeah, he, he's a possibility, and we did, as you mentioned, have some representation there. Um, any any other guys, you know, like like those late rounds, those fifth, sixth, seventh round type corners that you know you mentioned, type project type guys. Is there anybody you've noticed uh, that that they've had in or anything like that? Yeah, they've had Steven Denmark in. He's from uh, Valdosta State. Um, he's a height, weight, speed guy as well. Um, more raw, but um, mm-hmm. a guy with some ball skills who can fly around the field if need be. He could possibly be a uh, for free safety trans, you know, you know, transcendent into the free safety area right. um, for him. Uh, never know uh, in terms of you know what his ceiling is 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 tough because those, those small school guys sometimes kind of out of nowhere uh, and really impress you. So um, the 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 um, sorry the the cornerbacks on this roster you can make a case where you only want to keep a couple of them. Um, yeah, and that's uh, and that's and that might be tough to hear for people, but you know, Cam Sutton, what what has he really done? Uh, what does he really offer you at this point? I mean, agree. It can't be much. Um, Mike Hilton's future is up in the air. Maybe we're looking for a slot corner there. Um, we just signed Steven Nelson, and we talked earlier about um, Hayden's future. He probably doesn't have too mm-hmm. many years left, uh, approaching 30. So uh, the need is there. Um, the value is probably going to be there in round, rounds one or two. Um, so it, it could be um, someone where 
we're getting another cornerback into this mix, and, and we really need to because, you know, A.J. Green, you got to go up against him, Tyler Boyd. you got to go up against now um, Odell Beckham's in the uh, – yep. In the division now, along with Jarvis Landry, and then you go you go into the Ravens, and they don't really have anybody. But uh, it's still <laughs> uh, you you have to account for um, for what's going on uh, in, in the division, and you're you're still going against Brady twice or not twice uh, every year. Mm-hmm. So um, this past defense has a lot of improvement that needs to be done. So um, I'm all for getting another cornerback into the mix for sure. Yeah, I am too. I don't. I think in the NFL you can never have enough good corners, and and even if it comes at the the expense of let's say another position of need, I I think you do it. And uh, there there is some really really talented guys here, and and for the love of Pete, the Steelers have to hit on a cornerback at some point here in the draft, and and so why not let it be this year? <laughs> um, anyway, I am uh, excited to to tell you that we've wrapped up. All of our mini casts now, mini podcasts, and and uh, they're all right there on the website. They're on iTunes. They're at Spreaker dot um, com. Just look for Steel City Blitz. They're on uh, uh, iHeartRadio as well. So they're they're kind of all over the place. And and please feel free to check those out. And and also too, if you're listening, give us a rating too. Please go to, to iTunes especially and and give us a rating if you. Uh, uh, I mean, if you hate us, don't give us a rating. But, you know, if you really love us, give us a rating. That really feels good. Uh, anyway, so for Chris, I'm going to sign this baby off and uh, enjoy the draft, everybody. And hopefully the Steelers get better. And this is Steel Dad signing off uh, for the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, hey, go Steelers.